Welcome to Fixation Station, the podcast where we talk about our obsessions, past, present, future. If you can figure out how that works, let me know. Today our guest is the very funny New York comedian, Catherine Fabroni. It's me. That's me. <laughs> how are you today, Catherine? I'm good. I'm still waking up and having coffee because Saturday is my sleep-in day. How are you? I, I'm having a, an interesting day. It started with me yelling at my mother. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And it, it's sort of, I think... I don't know why I'm just angry and I like my brain just like locked on to being angry with her but uh we're okay I think and it's always weird when like you've been living on your own and then you go home for a while and I know you weren't planning on being there forever so it makes sense yeah I mean I'm not I'm not living with them but I'm seeing them much more often right. and yeah I think it's just I think there's just like a lot of stuff going on and yeah. a lot of uncertainty in the world and okay. we'll see if this but I'm very happy to be talking to you I'm happy to be talking to you about your hyperfixation which is also one of my hyperfixations Stardew Valley and for people who don't know Stardew Valley is a video game I would call it a combo dating sim farm sim dungeon crawler it's like a farm rpg it's the only video game i play but i i play it a lot it's very yeah. easy to get sucked in and i have realized in the last few weeks that i'm back in a hyperfixation where i'm shirking so many other things i could be working on in pursuit of a 100% perfect farm which is not something I knew existed until I started watching Stardew Valley YouTube which is also a thing that I'm a part of now thank you yeah. I find with my ADHD YouTube videos I don't know what it is uh I can't watch them I will say I also whenever I see like a beautiful farm like decorated I'm always super jealous but then whenever I it comes time to like focus on decorating my farm within stardew i'm just like no right i'm like why would i focus on this when i could do everything else in the game right i gotta i gotta i gotta kill some ghosts i I gotta hunt down my love interest and give them whatever their favorite item is yes sometimes that item is very hard to come by so you have to go to the depths of the mines to get it (laughs) because that is how there are uh romanceable characters in uh stardew valley and uh you know, how do you get people to like you? You give them things. And if you give them- Can I tell you, Ariel, uh, before, okay. So my Stardew hyperfixation is born of Harvest Moon. Do you know what Harvest Moon is? No, what is Harvest Moon? That is actually supposed to be the first question. Usually on this podcast, how did you get into Stardew Valley? That's okay. I love that it came up organically. I love that. I'm actually excited to tell you farming RPG with the same like dateable character style, same you go into town and you, there's like little events that happen. It's very similar, but I discovered it on the PS2 in high school and I was hyper fixated on that then, but I only had it for PS2 and then I moved on to the Wii was my next system mm-hmm. um and it didn't the ones on the Wii weren't as good as like good enough version of Harvest Moon that made me as excited as the first version I played I can't remember the name of it it was like something about homecoming back to the homeland or something like a Spider-Man title 
Right. Um, <laughs> no Way Home is what I keep try- wanting to say. And then I'm like, no, that's a Spider-Man movie. But then someone recommended Stardew Valley to me and it, it had just made an iOS app um, when I had moved to New York and I like dived right in. It mm-hmm. People had been recommending Animal Crossing to me for years and I was like, oh, I don't want to get a Switch. I don't want to. So I dived right into iOS, Stardew Valley, and it's just, it's changed my life. But anyways, the whole reason I brought this up is you were talking about giving gifts. The way you get a love interest in the game and make friends in the game is giving gifts to people. Mm-hmm. In high school, the person who introduced me to Harvest Moon ended up being my boyfriend. But when we started talking to each other, being friends, the only interaction I had with him was he would come to my all-girls school from his all-boys school once a week for like Italian class. I would bring him my baked goods from my home. <laughs> And I just, I'd see him, we'd pass each other in the halls and I'd be like, I brought you a cosmic brownie today. (laughs) And then when we became friends, I realized he lived close to me. So like some days I'd like walk to his house and I'd bring like a little Tony's frozen pizza from my refrigerator. This is before I played any of these games. So like, this is my love language. (laughs) You say that, you know, if somebody wants to bake me things <laughs> it would also be great yeah yeah that's interesting so then you got so funny that you were like this but you preceded the video games with like oh what, how you get people to like you is you give them things right and sometimes it worked it did know? work <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll try that again um so I got involved with Stardew Valley because I had a friend who was playing it on the Switch and I found out you could play it on Steam. I got so into it, the ASW keys on my keyboard came off. Oh no. Because I was pressing them too often. You've got to change it up sometimes to give the other keys some. I guess. I, I, this was, I can't, this might have been, I don't know. I can't remember the order it happened, but it was right around the time Brexit happened and right around the time the Trump won the presidency. The, it was 2016. Remember? So you needed something to like comfort you. Yeah. And then I, I kind of got over it. And then in 2020, I was like, oh, you can download it on your phone now. And then, right. so yeah, I do associate it with thing that I play when I and the world are in crisis. I've never played cooperatively with anyone before. Have you? I have. I don't know if I want to talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) Can you imagine that we're living in a world where I'm like the thing that I don't want to talk about is the co-op I have with someone? (laughs) Well, I want you to tell me off my... I absolutely will. And at some point, if you have me back, maybe I'll talk yeah um it's just like I I think I can mention like it's a boy (laughs) that I haven't told you about yet so yeah no I I assume as long as it's not no I was gonna make a West Elm Caleb joke but then I it's not a West Elm Caleb joke but also I'll I'll go out with West Elm Caleb oh yeah if you're listening I am fascinated and I I would also date West Elm Caleb on a date and it's fine if you ghost me because other people have ghosted me too I've survived it's okay yeah I'm doing a Twitter space later today which listener that that was like two weeks ago (laughs) listener it went really well. 
Um, listener, that was more than two weeks ago. This is future Ariel, and past Ariel was a little overambitious about how long it takes to edit a podcast. And while I have you here, I wanted to offer a little spoiler alert for pretty much everything in the game except for Ginger Island. And if you don't know what that means, if you don't play the game, I guess you need to decide if you want the game spoiled or not. You understand how a spoiler alert works. Okay, thanks, bye. So I think we want to talk about the romanceable characters first. So who who are your favorites? Okay, so that's a, that's an interesting question, Ariel. My favorites? Because here's the thing. I've listened to interviews with Concerned Dave, and he talks about how some of them are just like archetypical characters and other ones are based on people who he's known in life and like exaggerations on them, right? And mm-hmm. you see that in the game, right? There's the emotionally unavailable alcoholic, which is my type. That's why I'm always drawn back to Shane. <laughs> Cause like Ariel, I think I think I can fix him. <laughs> The thing is, is that you kind of cut and right, like it's okay. Here's the thing: <laughs> Shane has a cut scene where he's like, "I'm gonna go to therapy. I think I have to stop drinking." But then he still spends every night at the bar, <laughs> which is not conducive to being in recovery. And right. I understand it might have been like too much of a leap for Concerned Dave to have to go in because he can. He made this entire thing by himself. And Shane originally, I found out, wasn't a romanceable character. That was an update where he added one of the guys who was already in the in the game and one of the girls already in the game in as romanceable characters. And Shane was the guy. Who was the um, girl? Emily? Emily. Another thing is that Clint the blacksmith has a crush on Emily as well. How do you feel There's about this? Because I've, I've seen a lot of different takes on it and I have my own, but I haven't shared it yet. So Okay, well, no, it, you're the guest on my podcast. So what's your take on, on that whole thing? I don't know. I really like Clint. I think he's like a nice representation of a guy who is just like doing his thing and is like too nervous to make a move on the girl that he likes. I think what makes it weird is that Emily is a romanceable character and Clint isn't because I I, I just told you Emily was a late ad as a romanceable. So her story wasn't supposed to include like looking for a suitor it was just like Clint had a crush on her and I think in that context it works a lot more but because she's romanceable it makes her seem younger right Right. and Clint seems like this old creep now but I don't think that's what it is I think it's just like it's cute and he has a crush on her yeah I was going to have very similar basically concerned ape let us date Clint now I I think that's the solution. Yeah, I also would date Clint. His little thumbnail is hot. So that's <laughs> what mean, I have to say. He's got to be strong, right? Like, he's like a blacksmith. He's strong. He lives away from the rest of the town. So it's a little bit separated. He has a business that is thriving. It closes at four. So he has a lot of time. <laughs> Yeah, and he likes to interact with other people. He's an introvert, but he likes to socialize because he's always at the bar with Willie. And Willie is another great character. I would probably also date Willie. <laughs> I would date all of them, except for Lewis. He's an asshole. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> do the deep dive. <laughs> so it turns out that Lewis is having like a secret romance army but he doesn't he doesn't want anyone in the town to know because he's the mayor <laughs> which like, kind of makes sense but is also terrible I don't know if it makes sense I've never been like 
I was going to be like, nobody's ever been like politicians can't date, but that they absolutely have <laughs> been. But in Pelican Town? There's like a series of cutscenes about their relationship, situationship. You catch them hooking up in a bush, in a bush area. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people upset about their, they're like, if I were to hook up with my hookup in a bush, he'd be gone. I'm like, that's kind of hot though. <laughs> I once accidentally walked in on two people hooking up in a bush in real life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I accidentally hooked up in a bush once. And I'm like, okay, I accident I accidentally hooked up in a park once. No, all of, all of my- bush- You know when you're young and you don't have back problems and you can do it anyway. <laughs> Carlos was- <laughs> Anyway, I don't know how we're supposed to resolve it. It's sort of, it just sort of like ends as like a plot line. Like they yeah. ask you to keep it a secret. And then like whatever you decide, it just like never comes up again until you like hook, see them hooking up in a bush together. And I just feel like I wanted to facilitate either them coming out as like a public couple or them ending a toxic relationship. Do you have full hearts with both of them? I, I have at, at certain points. Yeah. It's, okay. yeah but I've never like, seen all of their cutscenes. So okay. I believe I have. I've just moved back onto steam so yeah we'll see uh pray for my asw <laughs> change it to something else put it back put it on i don't know jkli i don't know who knows right, i'll for for now it seems okay i it is something i'm worried about the other thing about lewis oh oh in secret notes of what looks like a younger marnie with like maybe a younger jazz or like a younger kid. Yeah. And I I don't, I don't. I have no idea what that is. Okay. My theory is that, cause she's like supposed to be like Shane's aunt, right? Yes. Yeah. So my, my theory is that she's actually his mother. I need you to say more about it. Again, maybe I'm off base. It's also been a while since I've looked at secret notes. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the secret anyway at one point you chase a shadow creature into a bush again <laughs> and again yeah again and then, <laughs> lots of things happen in bushes here you get a magnifying glass and when you have the magnifying glass occasionally you'll get secret notes when you're fighting or when you see three little things poking out of the ground yeah or sometimes when you chop hardwood which I don't understand the mechanism I don't know if it still happens but when secret notes first happen sometimes you chop hardwood and secret notes would come out and that maybe they're stuck inside the thing (laughs) someone hit them inside a tree oh okay you know what you you, you've convinced me also the hardwood regenerates every day so I don't know why I'm what it's true I'm here Uh, anyway overnighted the secret woods so (laughs) yeah who knows uh there's magic you kill ghosts anyway but there's a picture of Marnie as like a younger person I'm gonna look up the picture because now I'm worried I'm describing it wrong no, I can see it. It's like they're in a barn. They're surrounded by animals. Um, it's like a younger Marnie and what looks like a younger Jazz. But I'm just like confused where you think that means she's Shane's mom. I thought you were going to say it meant she was Jazz's mom. Yeah, I think that is what I meant. Okay. Yeah, no, it is definitely Jazz. 
so for a second i thought it meant that she was maybe secretly jazz's mom which also made me think that maybe it meant that lewis is secretly jazz's father yeah i'm a little bit upset i thought that we would get more cut scenes with like the kids and stuff but you never do yeah because there are only two children in the town yeah um but yeah so i my love interests I always end up going back to Shane because he's the most like the people I end up dating in real life. <laughs> but I, the first person I ever married was Sebastian for obvious reasons. Uh, sort of similar. Yeah. Sebastian's a bad boy. He is a bad boy, but like he doesn't do anything bad. He like plays D&D <laughs> and like rides a motorcycle and just like keeps to himself. You know, has, he's an intern. Like, has, he has like a programming job, but we're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I you at first, when I first started playing the game, I thought it was going to be Elliot, um, but Elliot is the worst. So Elliot was my first husband. And I, I agree. I don't like, I don't like his cutscenes. I think when he lost me was when we went, he took you, he takes you on a good date to the saloon and he like treats Gus, the bartender, like absolute shit. He's just like, barkeep, get two beers for me and this woman. And I'm like, this is the worst <laughs> I've been on this date before. <laughs> I hate this person. I'm never going to speak to you ever again for the rest of my life. So Elliot. With long hair and he lives on the beach by himself. Yes. Does he have a permit for that house on the beach? We don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Also, he like ran away to Pelican Town. Like maybe he has like a family. <laughs> No. He's supposed to be the female, the male version of Leah, but Leah is much more compelling of a yeah, character. They do so, not. I mean, like they're both artsy. But yeah, like, but Leah's backstory is she was in an abusive relationship, and that's why she ran away to Pelican Town. And at one point, you get to hear her on the phone being like, "I'm never coming back to you," and it's great. It's a great plot arc. But Elliot is just like, "I'm on the beach." But trying I think, to manifest my book. Also, you have to tell him what genre to write. I wasn't going to mention that, but I was thinking it. So thank you. For <laughs> I didn't want to call him out on the spot, but thanks, Ariel. Yeah. So Leah, I often date Leah because she likes, because, so it's not just that you give the care, uh, the people gifts, you have to give them gifts that they like. And some of the stuff Leia likes is pretty easy to obtain. Like, she likes all of the foraged items, basically. Uh, when I tried to give Vincent bug meat, and he hated it, and I was like, Vincent would absolutely love bug meat. Yeah, I think it's, you're right. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's crazy, the gifts that they like. Like, Vincent only likes pink seashells and grapes. <laughs> And I'm like, this kind of makes sense from a kid's perspe perspective, but why? Why doesn't he yeah. like purple seashells? Because he hates purple seashells. It's crazy. It's stupid. Awesome. Haley <laughs> likes clams, but she doesn't like gems from the mines. It's dumb. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it makes, like, I understand why Penny doesn't like alcohol. Right. But Haley is interesting. I don't like Haley, and I've never gotten to, like, a dating point with her because her gift preferences are so high maintenance but I have like seen her later cutscenes, and they're nice like it's cute I could see why someone would like her but at the end of the day it doesn't matter who you marry because they're not very helpful and they lose yeah. all their personality once they live with you yeah this is a thing it kind of seems even though you can date men and women and they are all romanceable like regardless of gender and I think 
it's you end up in a very heteronormative yeah I mean like it's like the person you're marrying is like a wife right like you because you uh, you can also have children they're the house person and like you don't have to do anything for your children so like and like a couple of times like your spouse will be like oh don't worry about the kids I'll take care of them and you're just like this is not very evenly distributed right Um, did you know that you can move in with Krobus no you can't officially marry him but you guys can move in together and if you go down the Jojo route you can have a movie theater I guess and you go out on little dates and he goes in disguise so wait do you have to go down the jojo route to move in with him or no but you have to get it to get the movie theater and that's the only reason he'd leave the farm (laughs) oh okay i get it so the only way you can go on it i get it yes that's another thing it's very stardew valley is very anti uh, capitalism capitalism but also kind of cities i think as well and i i think cities are great we live in a city normally i live in like two I, i don't know what i do right now but but cities are great i think the values people in cities have are far more accepting and living in a city is actually far better for the environment the countryside yeah but small towns are easier to code yes I understand uh and (laughs) it's it's a farm sim I'm not saying but like what you gonna do but Jojo is like Coca-Cola mixed with Walmart Walmart. with maybe just those two companies (laughs) Amazon um yeah Amazon um it's like it's like Coca-Cola that looks like a Walmart, but has the attitude of Amazon. Yeah. And one thing that is like a little bit confusing in the game, because there is a, it, there's a JoJo store in the, and uh, one thing that's like a little bit confusing about it is Pierre, who owns the other store in the town, is always like, he's undercutting me on prices, but actually JoJo is more expensive, except for sunflower seeds. I was going to say, except for sunflower seeds. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have let you say it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the beginning, you have to collect certain items for these magical creatures called Junimos. I don't know if I've ever said that word out loud before. I think it's Junimos is the okay. is the accepted in the community's phrasing. But like maybe we're all wrong. Okay, I, I don't know, Eric. Concerned Ape, if you're listening, uh, let us know how you say that word. Also, do we know is Concerned Ape single? I don't know, but I've been watching videos with him, and like he seems nice. He's a nice guy. I mean, let us know if you'd like us to item. What you're obsessed with? What is Concerned Ape obsessed with? <laughs> What's your hyperfixation, Eric? But also, like, what you would like to do is, like, are you non-monogamous? Is that why everyone can date everyone? I think only Sebastian, if you're a man and you're dating Sebastian, he, like, mentions, like, oh, I've never felt this way about a man. But other than that, everybody is just very happy. maybe he says that if you're a girl, too. Like, if you're a girl dating him, maybe he says, I never felt this way about a girl. Because they don't, some of them... A lot of the like NPC talk is non-gendered, depending on which gender you choose. Some of it is like, Willie will say like a girl after my own heart. But like, does he say that if you're a man too? Like a man after my own heart? I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Interesting. And I hadn't thought about this. But anyway, so you can either choose to just pay money to get certain things accomplished as part of the game. 
and that's the evil Jojo route. But apparently you get a movie theater out of it. So now I'm kind of curious. I mean, it's 500,000 gold for the movie theater. So like, it's not a quick thing. <laughs> no, but you know. It is an additional thing that I didn't know existed because I've never gone that route. Yeah, I I don't, I mean, yeah. Like it's the bad ro- route. Right? Route? Route? <laughs> so how do you feel about the dungeon element of the game like the caves yes I don't know I was never a big fan of the caves and then like I said I've gotten very into like watching the streamers on YouTube and everything Mm -hmm. and like got more of why the caves can be important to you so I've gotten a lot better at like the normal caves I'm still terrible at the skull mine skull cavern I cannot get past the second level without staircases but I know there's stuff in there that you need so you have to be like kind of good at fighting the monsters and I'm not and I don't know how to improve yeah yeah I've noticed like on the computer it's like hard I like I think that's probably my favorite part but it is the skull caves get a lot easier if you get a ring that you can really hurt earn by killing monsters that are in the skull cave it's a cycle it's like you can get a job but you need experience to get a job but you need a job yeah. to get I hate it it's I just, think it's cultural commentary but bombs are also I think that's yeah. my my one tip for the the skull caverns lots and lots of bombs you know what we haven't talked about at all what? farm <laughs> that's true I don't like farm. farming what I don't like farming I don't care for it it is the most monotonous part of the game yeah it's the thing that moves your plot forward forward the least but it is very lucrative if you do it correctly so I'm learning that and do you you know farming includes of course the planting and also crops and animal husbandry (laughs) have you ever had a dinosaur I haven't had a dinosaur yet that's why I have to do the skull caverns (laughs) (laughs) sure that is helpful and an ostrich i haven't had an ostrich yet oh either. i didn't even know you could get an ostrich Is it that... was in the latest update until recently i was back on ios and i don't think the latest update well if you go with a steam it doesn't that's why you could co-op on steam and you can't on yeah. ios but uh yeah no i'm excited I, is that related to gorilla is it called gorilla island called ginger island <laughs> i've never been <laughs> And there's a new character in Ginger Island that we haven't met yet, so. Oh, how do we feel about Sandy? I love Sandy. I wish that she was a marryable character, but I also understand why she's not because she can't come live with you because she's the only person who exists in the desert. She is, is like... She's also the least built out character, but yeah. you can't get hearts with her. I will say that's not, she's not the only one who lives in the desert, but. Well, I know. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I know, but she's the only one I would want to marry in the desert. And oh, she's yeah, the only for one sure. Everybody else. That little shop in the desert. Yeah, no. He is a store owner. It's the same reason you can't marry like Pierre. Yeah, well, Pierre is also married. You do, that is like a very weird cutscene. Have you gone to that cutscene? I need you to say more things. When you discover Pierre's porn stash? Yeah. Okay. It's I, all the marriage, the, the end all be all of it is that all the marriages, I think that because might actually be anti marriage. <laughs> Because all of the marriages that exist in this game are awful, except for Evelyn and George. Wait, we need to talk about George. 
Okay, we do need to talk about George. How do you feel about George? You- yes, that's right, listener. I've taken over the podcast. I'm making Ariel answer questions. Well, I've already been talking so much now, but you know, I under I think George again. Uh, you learn from a cut scene later that he's in a wheelchair, and mm-hmm. I I think that's important representation, but also. Is it because he's also like a grouch? Are you trying to find a, a nice way to say he's a grouch? And also uh, old. But then they explain it. The problem is that he's so grouchy up front that I a lot of people will play it and be like, right. I don't like this person. Why would I become their friend? Right. You know, but then as you go on, there's a cut scene that explains that he's not in a wheelchair because he's old. He's in a wheelchair because he was in an accident a right. long time ago. That whole family, though, this playthrough, I found out more about them than I ever knew about right. them. So I'm like... Because their grandson, Evelyn and George's grandson, is out. Should we... Why don't you... Do you know the backstory behind Alex? Why? Yeah, because, like, Alex is also one of my least favorite characters superficially. When you meet him, he seems like the jock, the bro, the one who's, like, always working out, always wants to play football, kind of says some misogynistic things up front. But then you find out that, like, he lives with his grandparents because his mom passed away and his dad was a deadbeat. So, like, there's a lot underneath the surface of that family where if you take a take the time to get to know them and like they trust you enough to share it with you then they like let you in on it and it's just like very nice about like how you never know what someone's going through until you take the time to find out yeah there are sort of couples that you're like breaking up we've we've talked about how like Shane and Emily are kind of a couple but yeah but they're only a couple at the flower dance and then like if you don't marry Emily she ends up with Clint right I don't I have no idea I've never gotten that far I'm like I was asking you like you might know but yeah but there are like other couples where it's implied but I don't know if anyone ever and and actually ends up together because once you marry someone you can always divorce them and marry someone else Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I did, I had a, a playthrough where I was named Belinda, as in Belinda, uh, Belinda of Blinked Farm, I believe it was. It was my dad wrote a porno themed, and she just dated everybody that was. <laughs> she did. Good job. So Leia and Elliot. Elliot are sort of like supposed to be kind of like a couple. They're coded to be together, yeah. Yeah. And like they're both arts. Abigail and Sebastian and uh, Sam and. Sam's Penny. They both have golden retriever energy. I'm currently married to Sam and I'm really into the golden retriever energy. Oh, occasionally, if you do get married, like occasionally they will water your plants for you. And that is very nice. Right. There's a like very funny TikTok where it's like, (laughs) um, have you seen the guy who cosplays as Harvey? No. His name is Shawnee Dew. I'll send it to you. But okay. um, shout out Shawnee Dew. Um, <laughs> he's like watering plants and he's like, uh, it's to the Reba. Right. Yeah. This, the, the single When you get up early to water your spouse's plants to help them out on their farm and you water the plants that have already been watered by the sprinkler. <laughs> that is an, one because like at a certain point you I'll go full sprinkler and then you're like what's the point of even being married if I have all this yeah I'm on I'm doing my playthrough currently on the beach farm where you can't Mm. use sprinklers outside so I'm fully living off of my strawberries that are growing in the greenhouse 
there is like a little patch of land you can use sprinklers on I know but it's so far away from my house that's more annoying yeah things there yeah I love the strawberries though they are good yeah big strawberry fan and we haven't talked about fishing at all do we care about the fishing I'm very good at fishing and I enjoy it so it's very it's funny to me when people don't but Mm -hmm. I know I think I enjoy it but I don't really have that much to say about it Right, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's a little bit confusing to me because I'm not, I don't like to look things up a lot. So Mm -hmm. I'll sometimes be like, why can't I get this fish? But it's like the wrong season or the wrong time of day. And I'm like, somebody rolls. Yeah, you'll spend like, I think I spent like three years in game, in game, not like in the world being like, why can't I ever get, it's either a squid or an octopus. It's one of them, but like, it's cause it's only, you can only catch it in the morning. And yeah. I was, I was yeah. always going like after I farmed. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think there are, it probably is on like a, there's a, like a, a television show sort of within the game. Living on the land. Yes. <laughs> And it will say, but like it'll give you little tips. And it sometimes on one of the episodes, it's like, "Are you looking for a specific fish? This is when the season you can yeah. get it." The time did a lot of times it's like repetitive. I very rarely watch now. I saw someone who put the TV right next to their bed, so like it's the easiest thing to do when you get right out of bed to watch all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, so that is smart. It's a good hack. Also, I didn't know you could buy a calendar for your room from Robin. So that's been like changing too yeah that's also really because people really like gifts on their birthday right and I'll check the calendar right before I go to bed so I know if there's an event or something the next day it's great look at all of your time management I mean the rest of the day it's so funny because I'll watch these playthroughs and they're like they'll have a plan for the whole day and I'm just like walking around the map being like what else did I have to do so it's like my real life (laughs) what I do a lot is because I check luck a lot yeah and then like if it's like neutral I'll fish if it's bad I'll like give gifts to people and if it's um good that's when I go to the dungeon although right now I like how you call it the dungeon consistently (laughs) (laughs) not the mines not the caverns I mean it's definitely not a dungeon like at all (laughs) which is it's so weird it's a series of caves Right. Uh, although right now I'm trying to get ectoplasm. You don't know how to get it. It's They say it's when you like murder ghosts, but I've never gotten it. I think it's just like you murder ghosts and you have to murder like it's a chance thing. So not Yeah, but I've never gotten it. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm like, how many ghosts do I have to murder to get 10 ectoplasm? <laughs> I'm really mad because I'm doing, I have two farms right now because I really wanted to do the beach farm, but I had just gotten to, I just finished a challenge on my one farm where I did the 100 pumpkins and then Lewis gives you a new shipment box, like a mini one that you can put anywhere. And I put it right outside the cave, right outside of the mines. Mm -hmm. And then I got into my new farm and I'm like, I want that so bad on this farm. And I got all the way to fall. I got all the way to fall and they came up with the community board and they were like, oh, this is for bigger shipments. And I just assumed that the same challenges would be given in the same order Mm -hmm. on my new farm. So I bought a hundred pumpkins and I planted them and then I never got that challenge. <laughs> oh no. Dumb. I'm so dumb. <laughs> I don't know. You're not dumb. 
I like I like that new update though because that's also not on the iOS the community board I like a lot of those yeah because I was confused I was like what happens if you buy 100 pumpkins but I haven't had that I had I think I had 100 cauliflowers actually yeah um okay so we've talked a lot about stardew valley what do you it's a great game i think we both agree with that what do we think it says about you or us or anyone that that game is so appealing it's a great question ariel yeah it's just like very it's very wholesome like you get to be you get to live a life like i'm never gonna be a farmer hmm we're gonna be a farmer we're gonna be a miner um and you get to have all these little wholesome experiences with people who think who end up thinking like you're the best farmer they've ever met even though you've only been in town for two days you know so for me it's just like something to focus on and like quiet my mind a little bit Mm -hmm. because when I'm in game it's I'm trying to think about how to describe it. It's like I can turn my mind off and like be in the Harvest Moon game instead of when I'm not in game and I'm like, let me think about a hundred things that I've been anxious about today. A <laughs> hundred things I'll be anxious about tomorrow that haven't happened yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. About you? There's that. I think it's also, it's kind of nice to like live in a world where like, it's more clear like exactly what I mean because it's the game so there are like rules so like right what you put in you like will get out and I'm not even like I don't if I like look it's weird because like I think we don't live in a system where that works yeah but realistically I benefit a lot from the system being unfair so it's weird that I am so in invest like I get so much out of living in a world that is fair over a world that's unfair in my advantage but I do I mean everyone has a happy ending except for Marnie so justice for Marnie justice for Marnie who in the next update she should be able to end up with the guy who runs the adventure club oh interesting <laughs> that is her t- or Willie Willie that's also his Willie name. Willie would be Willie. a good choice yeah also like fully like processed this before but think there is some rivalry between lewis and willie i say more about that okay so i there's uh <laughs> it's based on two cut scenes both of them at festivals because there are also holidays in this island <laughs> you don't play this game and you've been listening this far thank you so much uh but there's in the winter festival there's like a thing where lewis is like the smell is so gross and then the harvest festival if you talk to willie willie is like i didn't get a good score i think lewis doesn't like fish so maybe it's less that there's a rivalry between willie and just that lewis is like rude lewis is rude (laughs) he is mean he is a okay mayor i don't think he does anything great for the town but he is a bad boyfriend and he's mean to people he doesn't understand thank you that is true yeah thanks for coming to my ted talk gus is the best person in the entire game he's nice to linus he's nice to everybody Mm -hmm. he creates a safe space for everyone to go even alcoholics like shane thank you Mm -hmm. yeah gus is great we haven't talked about linus at all i like linus a lot yes Linus is so sweet and he's just living his life and he doesn't have any shame about it. He lives in a lean-to? He lives in a little tent up near the mines. 
yeah in the mountains and he doesn't he makes it very clear that he like doesn't he doesn't want to live in a house he likes living off the grid but everyone in town apparently before we got there where it was mean to him he said people used to knock his house down yeah yeah there's also a war happening we haven't talked about that well Uh, it's because it's not gone into very much there's a war happening and then a new character comes home in year two who has ptsd and like one of his cutscenes is his wife is making him popcorn and he it like triggers him because one of the popcorns like blows up in the microwave or something right and it's like interesting because it's not something you would think would be included in a little game like Stardew Valley right but it's also like you never learn anything more about the war and I don't know what the end of his story arc is because I haven't made it there yet so or if there is an end to it because kind of want to see it resolved but also sometimes things don't get resolved right in life that's Um, true and sometimes (laughs) podcasts kind of end with ambiguity we had some technical difficulties i had some technical difficulties so i wasn't able to say a formal goodbye to Catherine or ask her to plug anything so just follow her on instagram and tiktok at Catherine pepperoni that's all one word Catherine is spelled k-a-t-h-r-y-n it's also uh, linked in the show notes And if you could rate and review this podcast on whatever app you're listening to it now, that would be amazing. Thanks.